Hey, it's your boy, the Big Aristotle Shack, and this is the Prime Time Podcast from the Bros Who Think Network. Bitches. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Prime Time Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, your host. And today we're talking big win for LSU as they improve to 8-0, notch it as the third top 10 victory as LSU takes down Auburn by a score of 23-20. to A gloomy day, not only in the sky, but in terms of success and playing the best level. LSU struggled a little in this game. Actually, I could say they struggled a lot, but we are here to break it down. As always, Josh Lemoyne is joining me today. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Look, LSU's the number one team in the country. You know, everything's uh, everything's all good to go, Charles. Yeah, I, I, look, I, um, I I am looking forward to what's coming in two weeks, but I think we do need to talk about this Auburn game, right? Uh, you know, you look at the stat sheet without looking at the score, and you say, man, LSU dominated this game, absolutely dominated this game. And, and then you look at the score and you say, man, that's a close game. How did that even happen? And I think it was a lot of technical uh, technical errors. I think, you know, you had special teams errors. You, this game had 27 penalties accepted. Uh, both teams played sloppy. Uh, they didn't play good football. But, Josh, you know, before we got on, you said it. We always say, man, wouldn't be surprised if this was a close game. This one was one of those close games. Auburn, yep. best defense LSU will face. Probably the best defense in the country. And, and really, Auburn, one of those teams that overall, top to bottom, uh, is – one of the best teams in the country, just missing a quarterback. And you saw that on Saturday. Yeah, Charles, look, when I was watching that game and there's some guys on Auburn, Auburn side of the ball, especially on defense, that that's NFL dudes over there, man. So they laid some licks, um, you know, the two first rounders in the middle, they, them boys are special. And, you know, for LSU to be able to hang on there and get that win, um, it's good. Look, it, it's it's a big win for LSU. But we knew at some point in time of the season, Charles, LSU was going to run into this type of game. And, you know, offline we had spoke for a second that – and I'm glad that LSU ran into this type of game before Alabama because it's adversity a lot of times that if you can get through adversity and show that you can win a close game like this, you know, this is a championship-type team, a championship-type win – uh, yeah, when you look at the numbers, Charles, I mean, like you said, if you just looked at it today, not watching a game, like LSU probably scored in the 40s in this game, but but they didn't. And a lot of it was sloppy. Some of it was the field. Some of it was, like you said, technical issues, penalties. It's all around kind of sloppy play game. But I'd rather be, you know, on the winning side of one of these and on the losing side of it. So, you know, we'll we'll take the win and keep going. And that's what LSU has to do in this game. Look, you look at Joe Burrow's stats. Uh, your leading candidate for the Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. winner, he, he only had 10 incompletions. Some of those were drops. Some of those right. were pass breakups. Some of those were bad passes. Look, he threw a pick, which was a bad pass by Joe. That uh, was, but, yeah. But he still had 321 yards on the day. Uh, and, and, he, you know, he did have one touchdown. He ran for one. And he had that big run, uh, which was one of the bigger plays of the game where he converts a third down by scrambling. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, he gets popped, but he pops back up. And, and I think that gives some momentum to your team. That gives some uh, some fire behind them because, look, LSU struggled in that first quarter. That first quarter is probably the worst quarter they played all season. Uh, you know, they, they start mm-hmm. out and they're forced to punt. 
Uh, Auburn takes the lead in Tiger Stadium, and, and Auburn gets off to a faster start than LSU, and and it kind of took LSU a while to get its feet underneath them and, and really get going. But look, it's crazy because in between the 30s, LSU played really well in this game. Yeah, look, it it was it was kind of one of them weird games, but I'll tell you what, Charles, I, you know we haven't talked about it yet, but Kevin Steele was prepared to they hit LSU with a unique defense. Myself, I'm even watching it. And I'm looking at it and like, what is what defensive formation is that? It was, and, uh, yeah, right. And Cushenberry even said it. they call it the I formation defense because myself even noticed it. I paused the TV a couple times. I'm like, I'm looking at this defense. And at halftime, I kind of ran back and looked at look at the defense, and that was a just a complete unique defense to stop LSU. But smart coaches, where they made adjustments. And I said it looking at the film at halftime myself, just going back real quick, you know, nothing that Randy and them are going to do. But uh, and I said, man, you should be able to probably run on this defense the way it's set up. You should be able to gash them. And sure enough, and boys came out and started to start to gash them. So that was good. But, you know, credit Kevin Steele and Auburn. They knew they had to do something different, something unique. If, you know, not just sit in the same old defenses and, you know, LSU is going to score 40, 50 on you. So, look, I, I'm a Kevin Steele guy. He coached at LSU. I loved what he did for LSU. I was sad when he left. He's a, he's a good coach. And, you know, he made LSU really work and really think to, to beat a good Auburn team. Yeah, and LSU does come away with that victory beating Auburn. Josh, something that I thought was interesting mm-hmm. was it, Clyde had a really good day. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and unlike Auburn, where their biggest run came on a 70-yard run by D.J. Williams, look, Clyde – had 26 carries for 136. He averaged 5.2 per carry as long as it was 26, but consistent getting the yards that we needed. And look, Ty Davis, he he had four carries. He also averaged five and a half yards. Uh, And so it it seemed like LSU did have some success running the ball against Auburn. A front, though, that, man, they proved that they're as good as advertised. (laughs) They were incredible, especially against our tackles. And even in the middle, I saw Cushenberry get picked up in this game. (laughs) Yeah. Look, man, and honestly, people ask me, man, our offensive line is kind of getting beat. Look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I went back and watched the game now for the second time that I thought our O-line played pretty pretty darn good. It's just you got NFL guys there, and sometimes those first-round picks are going to beat you, and they're going to make you look silly sometimes. But we hung in there, Charles. We hung in there. We kept we kept battling. We kept, you know, we kept fighting. Um, yeah, offensive line, like you said, got picked up off on our feet a few times. But we got a couple NFL guys, too, you know, and they punched back. So that's, you know, it was good to see that. Um, one gripe I have, Charles, is we know they got the defensive in- interior guys that are going to play in the NFL. I just I think it took them a little too long to come off, hit the edges a little bit. And once they start to kind of figure that out, I thought LSU could have had more success, especially in the goal line, is to kind of, you know, not run it right at him. I mean, we knew they had to, they, the guys are going to play in the league. I mean, they kept running right at him, and it just kept frustrating me that get off on the edge. I know we threw it one time to chase on like on the on the screen, and he couldn't quite get in. But I just thought after a while that we're look, they're good in the middle. You know, their interior defensive line is elite, the best in the country. Let's get on the edge a little bit and use what we have. Uh, but you know, that's probably my one gripe on the offensive side of the ball. I thought the play calling. And that whole concept, it could have been could have been handled much better. But you know, but, I'm nitpicking. Let's let's no let, let's not nitpick because I think that's one we should jump into. I think LSU okay. at, at points in this game played to not lose the game in play calls. They did. They did. A hundred percent. You you go from a Florida third and seven or a Texas third and seventeen where you throw the ball when you could have you know ran the ball, gotten some time off the clock, mm-hmm. and, and just played defense to a game where. You were very conservative at times. I mean, look, 
I know Joe didn't have the time that he's had against other opponents, and LSU had to run a lot of screens, which Auburn was all over. You know, they had to run a lot of short dunks and dinks to guys because they didn't have the time to throw it downfield. But, but look, you know, that's part of this offense is opening it up. I, you know, I think that helps with your front, and it opens up in the running game as well. And I was surprised that they went away from that, Josh. Yeah, I, this is the first time, and you know, and this is this is kind of a joke, but it's not. This is the first time this season that it, it came out of my mouth. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? We calling a less miles game here? You know, it's just, and I never said that all year, but it's almost maybe I don't know who it was, E O O, whatever. I just don't know, but it was blatantly obvious they were playing not to lose this game. They got a little conservative, and I. Sometimes you see that with Coach Ensminger and Coach O. They do that to, you know, to a fault. I don't think, you know, they necessarily know what's going on at the time. They, obviously, they want to win the game. But I think having a Joe Brady there, a younger a younger guy there, sometimes I think that's where that saved us this year a couple times, having Brady in the ear of Coach Ensminger, is we can't play to, can't play that, man. You, you got to continue to keep your foot on a pedal, like you said, third and 17 against Texas. They're late in the fourth quarter, Charles, on that, you know, I think about four minutes left. I mean, you gotta take a shot, man. Try try to go ahead and end the game right there. You know, oh, you you run it, run it, run it, punt. They score on you. It's just you're playing with playing with fire right there. And you know, LSU could have lost this game. And like you said, they were clearly the more talented team. So it was a little frustrating. Yeah, it was definitely frustrating that aspect. But look, I, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think where LSU was successful. They didn't have a ton of guys catching the ball, which I think is another thing. I'm just griping about things. Mm-hmm. Because Look, you know, you look at what LSU was able to do before this game, and look, your your top three guys, uh, you get Terrace Marshall back. He has two catches, 29 yards. Uh, your top two receivers and Jamar Chase Jefferson have a good game, but, mm-hmm. you know, you went to Clyde a lot. He had seven catches. You went to Thaddeus, which was good to see, right? Yep. But where's your Derek Dillon? Where's your Stephon Sullivan? Where, you know, where are some of these Racy McMath, guys that I think – made this offense even harder to defend because when you have four guys out there, you, you know, you got deep threats and those deep threats didn't make an impact in this game. And I thought it really affected the way LSU was able to move the ball. And even more so when you get into the red zone, LSU wasn't able to take advantage of those situations. You know, you have the fourth and one where you go right. for it, you don't get it. Uh, you have another fourth and one you go for, you don't get it. So LSU ends up losing a lot of points, you know, from this game, just because they didn't execute that well. Yeah, look, I'm going to say here that they, they kept trying to pound it into the line there. I mean, I know we're at the half-yard line, but you got Terrace Marshall Jr., who is a touchdown machine. Give him a shot. You know what I mean? Throw it up. I mean, let, let, give, him, give him a chance. He, he usually wins those battles. And he did, you know, you've seen he's, he caught a touchdown um, earlier in the game. I think when you get down that close and, you know, they're struggling with you, that's why you go recruit the big 6'5 and 6'6 guys. You got to S- Stephon Sullivan, throw it up to him once, give him a chance. You know, if we don't, if we don't give him a chance, we, we would never know. You, you take a five foot eight, you know, 200 pound running back and you pounded him right into two first round guys. Um, it's, it's not working. You know, this is the first time I can really gripe about and, you know, really get on to this Ensminger Brady offense this year. I just, it almost looked a little old school to me. Like, you know, we've already covered it, but yeah, let's get back to what we can do. That's why you go recruit the the, the big stud wide receivers. Yeah. Look, LSU still ran the ball uh, or mm-hmm. threw the ball 42 times. This is the first time where you actually see LSU run the ball more than they threw the ball as they, um, they, they ran the ball 46 times in this game. Uh, and look, Josh, you know, 
I think maybe the beginning of the game, LSU wasn't able to convert and the offense wasn't really rolling. And maybe O said, let's dial it back a little, you know, because mm-hmm. let's flip it over now. So, I, I mean, unless you have anything else you want to talk about the offense, look, I think that it was just execution. The red zone didn't go well. Uh, they didn't take as many chances. They were very conservative. But in terms of what's going on throughout the year, this doesn't do anything in terms of slowing this offense down. No, I mean, when you look at the yardage side of it, Charles, you know, the last thing I'll say is, you know, the big machine kept rolling, right? We just didn't put the points on at the end, which we've been 100% in the red zone. So I think that was a little frustrating. But we we, we knew we were going to run into a game like this. Uh, so, you know, we ran into it, but we were on, on the winning side. Let's keep let's keep the machine rolling and, uh, you know, get ready for Alabama. Well, it, it, let's. I'm going to say this, too, before we get over the defense. Mm-hmm. Auburn got pressure with a three-man rush. And it, there was a difference between their first team defensive line and their second team defensive line. I don't think LSU faces a team where they can get pressure with three guys. Because you look at it at the end of the day, you know, when you play Alabama, they're not first rounders all over the defensive line going two and three deep. You know, mm-hmm. their linebackers are young. They're not, you know, what you're used to. But you, you look at what Alabama's going to put on defense. You look at other teams LSU's going to face, not only in the regular season, but potential SEC championship and maybe a playoff game. Uh, I don't think this defense is good as Auburn. So I don't see LSU running into issues where there's seven defensive backs on the field. Um, <laughs> and Joe has two and a half seconds, three seconds before he's getting put in his butt. So, look, I, I think that it's nothing to worry about. Now let's flip it over, Josh. Yep. Let's talk about the defense. I thought the defense played really well. Uh, here's a stat. I love the stat. I saw Cody Worsham tweet this out a couple of days ago or yesterday. Um, this was yesterday. He said LSU gave up 130 rushing yards to Auburn. Auburn was averaging 240 per game, but at the same time, LSU was only allowing 93.3. So yes, there's a difference there, but look even more into the details. 111 of those yards came on two carries, Yep, yep, yep. which, you know, you had the long of 70 and then you have the other carry, which was 40 yards and, and Auburn managed just 19 more yards on its other 31 rushing attempts. For 0.6 yards per carry, the defensive line had a really good game in this game, and I think the DBs played well as well. You know, Bo Nix isn't that good. I've seen, I've seen your tweet. <laughs> He's got a lot of improving to do. He's not accurate at all, and this game would probably be different if Bo Nix is to his last name. <laughs> two in this game. I, I got to get that down before next week. But, uh, you know, it, it's a difference in this game if two is playing or Joe's on the other side of this game. Oh, absolutely. Defense. But our defense got the job done in the, at the end of the day. They did, man. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, um, I was talking to a few fans today and stuff, and they were like, really, Josh? Why would you say that? If Auburn had a you know, a more established quarterback, Auburn probably wins that football game. I mean, if the, you know, like you said, if Auburn had a quality guy, a Tua or a Joe Burrow, they probably win the game. So it's, I think we hit on it last week, Charles, that Bo Nix was a true freshman. And, you know, they, they maybe talked a little bit of smack here and there the week before, but it, it affected him. They can say whatever they want about the crowd noise. And Gus or whatever said it, it was not as loud, louder in the swamp. We had, I think, six or seven false start stalls. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that from Auburn. So, I mean, the, obviously the crowd noise affected that affected that young man and the team. Uh, but it is um, it it is what it is. And you know, the defense I thought played its most complete game of the season. I thought uh, Jacoby Stevens played lights out. I just love how 
he's kind of become that such a hybrid that he, he can play the safety and the linebacker role. We talked about it on last week's uh, show that when the closer he gets to the ball, he's more effective. And it's, you know, he's, he's built like a linebacker, but he's got speed like a safety. So uh, really good to see as J- Jacoby Stevens can, continues, uh, you know, to play at a high level. Yeah, I, I thought Jacoby Stevens wins player of the week again. Yep. Uh, really would have loved to hear Coach O, but he didn't have his weekly press luncheon today with the bye week. But, you know, another guy that I thought played well was a guy like Divinity. He has a good game. You know, he has a sack. Yep. Uh, a guy like Glenn Logan uh, on the defensive line, he has three tackles, but he also has a pass defense and a QB hurry. So you're starting to see some production from those guys as a guy like Logan is getting healthy. A guy that really didn't show up that much that Josh, I really want to see more of was, was a guy like Rashard Lawrence. Yeah. You know, who had been coming on week after week. But look, at the end of the day, LSU's defense gets the job done. And I think that they're improving. You know, I, I don't think they're a championship level defense yet. I don't think they're going to be a championship level defense. This defense will not carry this team. But if this defense plays like they did against Texas, against Auburn, you're probably looking at LSU as a 7-1 and team right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you, you talk about the defensive line, talk to two scouts today, Charles, and, you know, LSU's having this success. So I just kind of want to hint across to the fans. I get a lot of talk about, you know, where are these guys in the NFL? What are they doing? Look, you know, a lot of some of the scouts, Charles, are starting to ask me about Glenn Logan. You know, they, he said he looks like a maybe a fourth round guy. You know, uh, Richard Lawrence, they know him well from being highly recruited out of high school. Uh, Michael Divinity. You know, he might be a, a third or fourth round guy. So I think you, these guys are starting to play kind of to the level that we know they can play at and not necessarily the first round picks. But as a team, as a whole, um, you know, they, they are. They're starting to come on and playing some good football. Uh, Tyler Shelvin is the guy that we always kind of forget because it's just ugly. But, Charles, he played a hell of a game. I mean, he, he was did. just he I did. mean, just clogging the middle and causing chaos. I mean, it was awesome to see when I watched the film again I just specifically watched him numerous times and Charles it was just we we haven't had that type of nose tackle and you know at LSU just takes two and three blockers just to, to hold them so man that's what we needed it right now man if you made him the the defensive player of the year for LSU you know I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything I think he's been a tremendous tremendous year for Tyler Shelvin yeah I, I thought the linebackers played well as well mm-hmm. Guy, you know, another guy I was disappointed in was a guy like Braden Fajoko, who, you know, before he sees field the field at LSU, nonstop talk about how he's unblockable, this and that. <laughs> I'd like to see some of that, you know, and, and we'll we'll get into that as we continue going through these pods. Um, but Josh, something I want to touch on because we are going to kind of run a short pod today, just recapping this Auburn game. We will be doing a recruiting pod this week. Yep. As, uh, LSU has picked up three guys over the weekend. A lot of excitement. A lot of big names were there. And Josh will get us caught up to date on that. But Josh, something else I want to talk on about this game, the special teams. You know, oh. Cole Tracy hits the field goal, two or three <laughs> on extra points. You have a false start or no, a delay of game on an extra point. Yeah. Um, the, the punt coverage was horrendous. Uh, you had a punt that was inside the five. That was a really good kick <laughs> by uh, Von Rosenberg. And you've got five guys around and they can't down the ball before it goes oh. in the end zone. Uh, I mean, look, it, it's good that there's a bye week. Maybe it's time to get some of these guys to be in, you know, be in the, uh, on the field and practice some more. Cause I thought every aspect of the game, it, it just, really bad performance except for the defense which held their own the special teams was bad josh 
It was all, yeah, all around bad. And that's odd for a Greg McMahon coach special teams because, you know, if you don't know his history, he, he coached in the NFL for a long time uh, with special teams. So it, it was just one of them one-off odd games that we had a lot of mistakes. Uh, it, it happens sometimes, but, you know, it's sometimes it can be a good thing, Charles, right? Now, now they have that film. They had that game now that they can this bye week and uh, you know the week before Alabama they the coaches can really get on them and they have they have a reason to get them on that field extra to work with on like you said on the small things the technical things it was just it was just ugly I don't even want to break down each each thing singly with the fumble that was you know uncharacteristic of him with his ball skills uh, so let's get back to working on the small things and get that cleaned up because you're about to face Alabama and Charles as me and you know. It, that fumble on a punt could be the, the you know, the game change of play. A missed field goal, you, you lose the game. I mean, it's it's going to probably come down to a, a small play like that on special teams. A lot of times it does. And throwing a bad pass, making oh, bad decisions. Yep. Overall, it's just it, it, a lot of mistakes. And look, LSU's mm-hmm. lucky in, in a way to get away with this game because they played their worst and they still beat a top 10 team I think that's a testament to how good this team is because you've seen in the past where LSU's lost to inferior opponents this would be one of those games where they do it you know and then LSU plays its best game against other teams let's hope let's hope that they play one of their best games in two weeks we will have it all covered as we do a preview pod for that but Josh besides uh, what we've talked about do you have anything else you want to cover from this game yeah, um, you know, not from this game. I, I just think don't don't get down on 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 them too much. I know some people were griping, but I think overall, Charles, the fan base as a whole, was kind of understands that these LSU Auburn games are, are like this. We stole one from them last year, you know, with, with you know with the kick, and then the, the big comeback for us um, a couple years ago. So just overall, I think LSU fans understand if you can get out of this game with a win, take it and and keep moving. But um, you know, that's it. I think LSU has a tremendous chance. Uh, you know, come November 9th, and I know we're covered all against Alabama. This is an extremely talented team, but, you know, other than that, uh, enjoy the bye week, and, yeah, we'll have you guys covered with recruiting. I've been doing a lot of research just on who's LSU looking at, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of good information on this uh, pod uh, with me and Charles cover for recruiting. Yeah, so make sure you all uh, be on the lookout for that, and then we will also have that Bama preview. Uh, college football rankings, or the playoff rankings, should be coming out soon. Expect LSU to be one as they were one in the AP poll. Uh, in terms of resume, no one has a better resume. And, and something we'll talk about, the recruiting. Can LSU still make the playoff if they lose to Alabama? But we will have that all covered. My name is Charles Reese. That was Josh Lemoyne. Uh, Josh, thank you again for coming on. As always, make sure y'all follow him on Twitter at LSU FBall Truth. Check him out on LSUFBallTruth.com. And uh, go Tigers, right, Josh? What a, what a win. What an atmosphere. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a while until we're back in Baton Rouge for an LSU home game. But uh, really excited for what's going to come in two weeks. Once again, for Josh Lemoyne, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy the number one LSU team as they are the number one team in the AP poll. And as always, God bless.